Hi there, I'm Abraham Chinonso and this is Minute Africa. When I think of Port Harcourt, I think of evolution, the ability to transform, to change according to the circumstances across time. Port Harcourt has a reputation for being the oil city of Nigeria and since Nigeria is the largest producer of crude oil currently, that makes Port Harcourt not only the oil capital of Nigeria but also the oil capital of the entire African continent or at least sub-Saharan Africa. As the rest of the world is moving towards a more oil independent future, there's been a debate in Africa about the viability of African assets being left unexplored. According to the African Development Bank, stranded assets are natural resources like minerals which have suffered from premature write-downs, devaluation or conversion to liabilities even before their exploration causing potential market failure. In 2017, the International Energy Agency warned that oil and gas assets worth $1.3 trillion could be left stranded by 2050. This understandably has major economic and policy impact for African economies and African countries due to a large dependence on the natural extractive industry, particularly crude oil. In fact, with the recent discoveries of um, crude oil and natural gas deposits in Tokana in northeastern Kenya, in northern Nigeria and in South Africa, the response of government have signaled that the governments are not ready yet to think about an oil independent economy. But the coastal city of Port Harcourt is already reinventing itself. A new wave of technology hubs, creative spaces and creative artists are taking up the challenge to reimagine Port Harcourt's status, long-held status as an oil city and facilitate a transition from oil to technology. It reminded me a lot of Detroit. The rise and fall of technology or industry can have an immense society on the lives of the people. And, and that is what I see with the direction of Attack Arts. Startup Innovation Tour is this huge platform that has been highlighting this shift from an oil economy to a more digital and creative based economy for some time now. It's an annual event that holds usually around October and it brings the tech startup ecosystem together with policy makers, that's the government, academicians and the general public to highlight, showcase, explore and talk about how this change is going to be more effective in shaping the future of Port Harcourt. So I joined a team of other tech enthusiasts, bloggers and uh, media people like myself on a tour of some of the creative spaces and uh, tech hubs that are driving this unlikely change. Here are a few of them that stood out for me. Let's get on the bus. Tech Creek is one of those places in Port Harcourt that's been getting lots of reviews, not just in Port Harcourt, but also 
nationally and um, probably also internationally. TechCrick is Port Harcourt's biggest tech hub and um, co-work space. It's a government-funded initiative and for me it represents the government's finest statement to a commitment to transforming the real estate economy from being oil-based to being a digital economy. TechCrick styles itself as a habitat for creativity and a nursery for startups. One of the biggest things for me on tech about TechCrick is the amazing facilities, especially the very high internet speeds. Some say it's the highest in Nigeria and you're certainly making use of those internet speeds. Visit TechCrick any day. It's open and you're sure to see people hanging out, especially in the open cafe and building stuff. Uh, meeting each other, basically taking part in the um, ecosystem that TechPick is part of and is also building. The next place that stands out for me, Renaissance Innovation Labs, its founder Dumo Dede wants to reimagine Africa. Something that is very important to us is that that sums up our messaging is that we are trying to reimagine Africa uh, beyond consumers of technology, right? And, and beyond recipients of philanthropy. We are imagining Africa as a, a key resource center you know, to solve not just our problems locally, but also export learnings you know, from Africa to the rest of the world. Dumo says Renaissance Innovation Labs is focused on solving problems in three key areas that's providing access to quality rural education, mobility and commerce, and construction. And they have big plans as well. Um, in the next two years, we hope to see a campus that has a capacity for 50 persons per time and with maker spaces. Also in the works is a five-month fellowship program that pairs intermediate-level developers with experts and industry-level uh, engineers that will experiment on solution prototypes that will hopefully become um, viable products that can be deployed. Our next stop, 360 Technologies. Charles Bull teaches and works from his house. It's a STEM workshop where he teaches robotics, engineering, and everything in between. He's been doing this for seven years now. Charles has over 30 product prototypes for which he's working on their patents. Here's Charles. He's not only building stuff from scratch, Charles has big plans. <laughs> that may sound far-fetched, but Charles is working with the Christian private school in Port Harcourt to at least get close to the moon.
It's not only tech hubs that are driving this change in uh, Port Harcourt, there are other community spaces and tech-friendly spaces that are driving this change as well and we got to visit a few of them but I'm not going to bore you with all of that right now. I'm just going to mention some of them that stood out for me. Mali and Blue stood out for me, especially their coffee. I've forgotten the name of the coffee I drank there. I'm not really a coffee person. Well, of course, I'm one of those people Mali and Blue is targeting. She says she wants to grow <laughs> a coffee drinking culture uh, in Port Harcourt as well. Also, we got to visit uh, Miyaki Spices. Miyaki Spices. Isioma's food is just wow. And of course, for the rest of our tour, we... Uh, we <laughs> That was all we ate, Isioma's rice. <laughs> yeah. Not to forget, of course, the Creative Hub. Founded by Ibinabo Amaki, Creative Hub has been this amazing community space, bringing together artists, uh, people in the tech industry, business people, farmers, yeah, farmers as well, uh, for the monthly farmers market. Uh, Creative Hub also has this culture mix shop upstairs where you can get Africanish stuff. I bought something there as well and many of us in the tour team actually got something that day. Uh, definitely Creative Hub makes that list for me. And this is not of course an exhaustive list. I couldn't fit in all the 20 something places we visited. If you'd like to know more about the spaces and the hubs that are leading this change, I'm putting up a series on newstimedaily.ng. You should definitely check it out. The biggest and most important thing for me about this effort to recreate and reimage the formerly garden and uh, hopefully formerly oil city of Nigeria is that it is led by ordinary people. And this reminds me of the informal spaces like the Garrison Tech Cluster, a hub, if you will, a beehive of activities that comprises everything from phone sales, laptop sales to gadget repairs. The Garrison Tech Cluster guys are a huge part of this technology ecosystem that we should not ignore. And despite not having the best of everything, these guys are making the best out of their lives. The most important thing about this effort to recreate and reimage the Garden City of Nigeria is that it is led by ordinary people. Sure, there is government and there definitely needs to be more government support, but the people are not waiting for government anymore. What can you and the ordinary people in your city, village or family do to transform African potential to reality? Do it. As we say here, for Africa, by Africans. Africans. It's a quiet morning here in Port Harcourt. Just me, my microphone, and the cock crowing outside. If you like this work, please share. And would you consider supporting our work by rating us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from? I'd like to hear from you. Follow us on our newly created Twitter handle at Minute Africa and drop us a line. If you have any ideas or you want us to talk about something, please leave me an email at 
minuteafrica at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for the second part of our interview with Adana Enwezo, embracing our identity, the stubborn, kinky way.